Hello everybody, welcome to this week's Bad Bookers Wrestling Podcast, episode 82. I am your host, Movement. I've got Full House this week, we've got Jack, Chris and Matt. Say hello everybody. Hello. Hello everybody. Hello everybody. Hello. Hello Central. Um, we're also sort of doing this live on Jack's stream. Hello. Um, so if you hear any inaudibles of nonsense, you understand why. Uh, and we apologise for our regular listeners well. who aren't here for the live stream part. We have got we, a live chat as well. We have got a live chat. So we might answer some of the questions that we've got over there as well, just to make it a little bit more more different. Um, more different? That's not even good English. Um, how, how are you all doing? We good? Yes. Tired. Good. Fine, I, I guess. I literally got in from work less than 10 minutes ago. Scenes. We did wait for you, to be fair. I'm still yeah. not getting over this 40 winers comment, if I'm honest. It's doing my nothing. Love it. <laughs> should we move on? Um, let's get into the news. I don't know we... if I want to, if I'm honest. Should, 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 we, should we explain why, why this podcast late? Well, it's, yeah, supposed it's, supposed to be, it's supposed to be the Sunday podcast, isn't it? Um, um, robotics. <laughs> <laughs> um, Google Hangouts crapped itself. Yes, in a nutshell. And, and then Matt left and it was fine. Well, I left and it was fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I love white internet. Yeah, to be fair, it, 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 it did go to shit again a couple of minutes afterwards. Oh, did yeah. I? I can't remember. Slept mm. since then. Yeah. Um, so, biggest news that we've got this week. So, we're recording this on a Wednesday. Um, there's a certain personality that has returned. Oh. Um, CM Punk made a massive bombshell at the end of WWE backstage this week where he came, he was introduced by Renee Young, his music hit, he went nuts, and then the internet went into meltdown. Literally at meltdown. six o'clock in the morning when somebody didn't have to be at work until 11. I was not supposed to be awake till half past six, and I still got awake. awake I finished work late by half an hour, I was purely because I was because looking. I was looking at my phone, like, "What the fuck's just happened?" I was awake because I have children, and then. But see, the thing is, you you guys had the rookie mistake of not having your notifications turned off. That is rookie. If I had notifications turned off, then we'd never speak. Sorry, but then you have like the decency to remember to check it. Every no. phone on silent when you are asleep. Uh, yeah, yeah my, my phone was on silent. It was just vibrating very loudly and just irritating as fuck. Because I, I can leave it on vibrate because nobody messages me at six o'clock in the morning if they're sane. We do. We <laughs> Enjoy. I have my phone on my bed pretty much next to me when I'm sleeping and I never wake up when you lot are talking in the morning. That's dangerous. Phones explode and kill people. Uh, that literally fine. happened this week. Sometimes it might be a good thing. Important listener note: don't don't sleep with your uh, with your phone next to your ear. Um, so the reaction, predominantly from everybody, including us, well, three out of the four of us, <laughs> um, was the fact that we are fantasy booking to hell at the moment. <laughs> Coke went out three of you are fantasy booking to hell. Um, uh, no, you fantasy booked earlier. I, I, I did. You asked me to fantasy book, so I fantasy booked Shinsuke Nakamura versus CM Punk because they're two wrestlers that can't go anymore. It's still a fantasy book. Matt is a massive mark. I am. Yes. 
So, uh, so I'm going to use this opportunity to apologise to everyone for my six o'clock. Oh my fucking god, CM Punk is back. He's back. Oh my god, he's back. Uh, which is what was going on at the time. <laughs> I, I, I genuinely thought you guys all have notifications turned off because you're like normal people. What normal people would do. Um, you know me. I'm not normal. That's yeah, very apparent. <laughs> that's a that's a completely different podcast episode. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, 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 we have an episode that delves into Matt's psyche. Fucking hell. <laughs> Yeah. I am. No one's ready for that. <laughs> nobody ready for that. Keep it for episode 100. God. There we go. That's, that's, that's an episode for you. <laughs> Tell me, how does that uh, make you feel, Matt? Well. <laughs> you don't want it. It all started when Shinsuke Nakamura signed a contract. <laughs> it's never been the same. Um, yeah, I, I can understand the frustration of a lot of people of, hang on a minute, it's CM Punk, he's not signed with WWE, he's signed with Fox, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, and saying he's not actually going to wrestle. But it kind of leaves a little bit of a door open slightly for us to dream. It's a Please tease. dream there, and then when it happens in Chicago at Survivor Series, cough, cough, we all go mental. I mean, I I, I don't think it'll happen that soon. I, I could see him being an entrant in the Rumble. It will either, uh, personally, I think he would either go in the Rumble or it will be a feud built out of a conversation on backstage. Backstage viewing numbers are absolutely shocking. Like 40, not, <laughs> not anymore now, but they are shocking viewing numbers. But well, So I get the feeling that if something was to happen, it wouldn't happen straight away. It would be something that takes a long time over sort of a period of time on backstage. Uh, where they say so they have like I don't know, Gargano comes in. Oh, Gargano is an example. I mean, obviously it won't be. Gargano comes in. They they don't hit. They don't like get on well, and then just like, a bit of animosity builds. Similar to I mean, I don't know whether you've seen it, but there was a video where Punk and Steve Austin are promoting WWE 2K13, and the entire time they're literally just cutting promos on each other, and it it looked like it was building to an actual match. So I'm sure that. If that's the case, that's how they're going to do it because they know. Saudi Arabia. <laughs> do, you know what has, do you know what has happened as well? Um, there's been tweets um, of Seth Rollins going, "Fight me, bro," or something along those lines. Let's like fight me. Go away, Seth. No, no. Go away, fight me, bro. <laughs> um, and then that. they were like, "Book." And then he was like, "Book me on backstage then." Um, and then there was another one of The Fiend, I think, and I kind of posted this to you guys and went, you know what, I'd like to see that. Yeah, um, and then you got Paige going, well, this opens up, this obviously may bring back AJ Lee as well, which that, I kind of like the idea of that as well. That'd be fun. Yeah, like it does leave the door slightly open. Um, Kempster is in the chat telling us that we're all marks. Really think he's going to get back. I into haven't the ring. said anything. You lot are thinking about the Rumble. I'm thinking about WrestleMania because there's a certain someone that you can't see uh, saying that he wants to come back to wrestling at some point, and he's never missed a Mania since 19. Okay. John Cena. The last five star match in WWE TV mm. was on an NXT show. WWE. Main roster W Shock. I'm Matt. I'm a Mark. See <laughs> Punk has ethics. There's no way he'd go back to Saudi Arabia. He'd go go back, go to Saudi Arabia, not a chance. Yeah. Um 
He's got money. I don't think he needs more. I'm just, I'm just happy that he's able to make wrestling relevant again. And it, I love it'll it. get, it'll get lots of clicks. He'll get lots of likes. And then if they do something with it, that's great. If they don't, he's still part of WWE in some capacity, and he will be awesome in whatever position he's in. I think. Can Can I offer an alternative opinion? Here we go. go on then. Um, as much as you lot think he'll get lots of clicks. He was relevant for a very short amount of time when a lot of people weren't watching wrestling. Yeah, but he also brought a lot of people back to wrestling. Yes, he did. Because of his prem. True. Pipe Bomb brought back a lot of people. Because he got mainstream that. attention. Who left way before he did. What? The ratings were dropping while CM Punk was still on WWE. Well, yeah, because it was there because... long after the promo. It must have been about a year. year and a half. I think it was 18 months after the pipe bomb he finally left. Well, because they completely oh, fucked up his run. They, they completely Punk fucked up Summer of Punk. They had, uh, was it? They, they brought Kevin Nash in and Triple H was going to go over and things like that. And, like, no, that they fucked that up. They, yes, they gave him the title for a long time and that was great. But then after that, they didn't have anything for him. I am going to come out and say, like, I never watched CM Punk when he was in WWE, ever. Didn't you? Nope. I, I wasn't watching. I stopped watching wrestling when I was about 18. Like, maybe yeah. less than that. Probably about 16, 17. I stopped watching it. Went to sixth form, went to university, knew nothing about it. And then started watching it again 2014, 15, I think. Um, so, yeah. obviously, when I found out about who CM Punk was, I obviously watched his pipe bomb and the lead up to that. And then I watched Money in the Bank, which was in Chicago. And then you go, okay, this guy's a big player. And then I went and watched other bits because of that. The the problem I've got with CM Punk is going back and watching it after watching lots of wrestling that isn't WWE for the last two or three years. He's not on the same level as some of the people that are out there now. Sure. The reason the reason people enjoyed him when he was around the first time was because he was a breath of fresh air. He was something completely different. He was one of the best wrestlers in the world, if not the best wrestler in the world. And he was something that was totally fresh and new. The problem is wrestling's moved on in the six, seven years since he last wrestled. And I think it'll be a disappointment for anybody who's not a CM Punk obsessive when he comes back to the ring. This, to me, will bring back a lot of the people who've been disillusioned over the last couple of years. Well, um, um, I, I honestly think it will. Uh, it'll bring back a lot of the people who are, like, who are casuals. It'll make them a lot more invested in it again. Oh, that's, yeah. that's, that, that, that's if he comes in, to, if he gets into Wrestle, has the right angle... As in the right position. I mean, he's he's Rusev's long lost brother, and he's oh feuding his in his feuding with Lana because Lana is the bearer of CM Punk's child. Yeah, stupid shit like that. Then obviously <laughs> no, and yes, bring back AJ Lee. I think that'd be fantastic as well because she was great in the ring as well. And she was like the storylines of like Daniel Bryan and stuff like that, where she was just nuts. Oh, Craig, don't call her crazy. It was the, the um her story with Caitlin was the best thing up until I'm gonna say up until sort of the NXT stages was the best thing best women's story there'd been in years because there was actual depth to it it was AJ Lee and Caitlin 
Give Paige um, a new neck and have them fight. Yeah, yeah. And yes, and Paige has signed a new multi-year deal as well. As well as, who else signed in multi-year uh, deal? Missington. Missington, yes. Um, I'm interested to see what Paige's position is going to be, whether she's just going to be appearing on backstage every week. I think so. It seems oh, like Punk's they, not they, even they, on they've... every weekend either. What? No, he's, Punk's, um, Punk's not even on it every week either. sporadically. He's got to get. He's got to get all that time to do wrestling training, Matt. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And not to sit at home stroking his money, writing comic books. That's like not that. what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just point that? Um, but yeah, it's it's got an re- it's got a reaction from the marks. Obviously, it's got reactions probably probably from people who liked watching it when CM Punk was there and has stopped. It's. It's getting more eyes on it, but I think it will be one of these usual things where it will happen for about a week. We'll see a surge in views, and then it'll go back. I mean, or it might not even have a surge in views. It just might surge the views next week for backstage, and then that's it. It'll be very. You'll you'll see there'll be massive CM Punk chants on SmackDown. They're probably on NXT tonight. To be honest. Oh yes, and. And then they'll do. Oh, I, don't know, I don't know about NXT. Yeah, NXT crowd are very marky for the wrestlers that they've got mm. already. I don't think they're going to extra mark out for. Yeah, you kind of saw that last week on. as well. Raw and SmackDown, I think, would just be littered. Oh, yes. oh, definitely. NXT won't, because if you look at last week where they had um, AJ Styles in the club, or the OC, whatever you want to call them, um, the thing was they didn't. Like go crazy for that as much as they did for NXT. They chanted NXT throughout because obviously that's why they're there, effectively. Yeah. Whereas, they're, they're whereas, all the WWE, whereas at WWE Raw and SmackDown, when an NXT person turns up, they scream NXT over and over again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Chris um, says there's going to be a CM Punk chance at AEW. I doubt that very, yeah. very much. They're even more, mar- oh, they're as marky as the NXT lot. The AEW crowd. Mm. Oh, you said it was such disdain as well, didn't you? <laughs> it's it's oh my AEW god! Product, does it? You fucking hate it. It's fantastic. It's You're gonna love this next bit. Um, we're not getting to that yet. Um, <laughs> not yet. Other news this week. Um, it has been made apparent that Sin Cara has asked for his release. Me and Kempster had a tweet. Um tweet comment this week about how anybody could just turn up and be Sin Cara and I literally said pick someone from 205 Live who's not actually on screen that much Tony so. Nice. <laughs> he was on NXT last week paint, paint the tattoo that Honeyco has sorted no one will notice honestly um, I don't no get one why will. wrestlers do this if I'm honest it, when they because they, it worked for Ty Dillinger. That's why they do it. Because Ty Dillinger put a message on Twitter saying... It worked for one person out of about like ten. Seven or eight, yeah. No, no, I, to- I totally agree with you. It's absolutely stupid. Like saying, what? oh, thanks thanks a lot. I've requested my release by before they've actually got their release. And it's just like, well, no. You've got yeah. three years left in your contract. <laughs> thanks a lot, yeah, mate. Which is going to be demolished publicly in every sense. Now and until he leaves, he's going to be in a handicap match with the Viking Raiders next week, and we'll it probably get well, I, honestly it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> and that's still, still more action that he's getting now. <laughs> He'll be dropped from TV. They'll just put him back to where he's been for the last year, which is basically Mexico. we don't care for you. Mexico. 
Mexican. Yeah. I don't um, even think he's Mexican. Enough about Sincaro because he's not relevant. Um, let's get into what we should have talked about on Sunday. Logan Paul which... versus KSI. <laughs> no. No one cares. That's like saying CM Punk's back. Nobody cares. Oh, A lot know. of people care. You know what you are? You are talk sport. That's what you are. You are those talk sport twats who just try and get everyone to bite on comments on tweets. <laughs> you mean I'm a troll? Yeah. You, I mean, I, I wish Jack had the camera on because you, you've gone a bit trollish as well with the... Look a bit with trollish it, as well. What would what a Daniel Bryan yes chance? Yeah. There yeah. you go. Steve Austin, Logan Paul versus CM Punk at WrestleMania 36. Kevin's <laughs> just deleting everything Team Wall puts up on <laughs> Um Yeah, so Matt's going to really enjoy this bit because we're going to talk about uh, talk about AW Full Gear 2019, everyone. I got all of the predictions Ooh. right. And I got all, all of the, the product. Of course, I don't want the fucking product. It's trash. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're the one that watches it the most out of all four. Well, you got them all right, so... Yeah, and the thing that happened was I fell asleep and didn't do predictions for half of it. I was supposed to do prep and watch full gear, but instead I just watched Riptide matches. Cool. Um, uh, sorry. <laughs> GG's. Um, yeah, so predictions happened. As you heard, Matt got a clean sweep of all of them. He thought he was the first person to do a clean sweep on the podcast predictions. He, that is big fat lie, big L. Um, <laughs> but is it big me- L just like your predictions on full gas movement? You, you oh. got a medium sized W. That's what you got there. A medium sized W. Yeah. I don't, have a giant D. Thank you very much. <laughs> Disgusting, um, <laughs> This is what happens. Um, I missed four of them because I was. Sent to go to sleep because I was falling asleep watching normal AEW programming. You you said this on Sunday, but we understand that we put the matches into the chat. Oh, sorry, Jack put the matches into the chat, and then you responded to that message and didn't give any predictions, and then went to sleep because I was going to do it. You went to sleep later on at night. If I could do a gif right now, it would be. What's his face from the office going? It's true. Yeah, because you you you, Dwight, you replied the to the message, played Call of Duty for four hours, and then passed out. That's what you did, right? No, I was watching AEW to prepare myself for full gear, then fell asleep. <laughs> and Alice, Alice could hear me snoring downstairs. Therefore, she was like, "Go to bed." And I was like, "Dickhead." Okay. Did, 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 did she call you a dickhead? So I did, and then I woke up next morning and saw Matt's message and went. Well, that was a big L. <laughs> Oopsie. Um, but yeah, let's go through um, the running order. The Matt got all of them right. I think Jack got one wrong. Yeah. Chris got three wrong, and I got five. Can always count on Smoothman to fuck it. I mean, I, I could do shit, but then I'll know at least Smoothman doesn't do worse. Uh, but we'll do worse, so that's fine. But I love how I was away from the podcast for all three weeks, and I missed. No pay-per-views, so I couldn't even get away with like not losing one. <sighs> Shocking behaviour. Thirty pounds you owe now. Thirty. You never fucking pay up. That's why. That's. <laughs> that's to be fair. I, I owe eleven pounds still, but still, like thirty. That's what you owe. Do I, do I owe like Goodness one pound sixty-six or six pounds sixty-six? I think we all owe. Something. Oh no, no. Smoothman owes uh, eleven pounds sixty-six. He's already paid 30. 
Yeah, he's, uh, no, he's already paid 25. There we go. Big win. How, have I put the most in? Of course I have, because I'm terrible yeah, at predictions. Losing. Um, in terms of full gear, um, I am very surprised to see Britt Baker versus B Priestley on the buy-in. Um, Especially, how they, I don't know. You could have had Sean Spears versus Joey Janela on the buy-in because no one cared. No one cared about yeah. the women's wrestling anyway. Women's they, wrestling doesn't matter in AEW. They don't care about the women. They care about Sean Spears because Cully Blanchard is there and Cody's a massive mark for old people. Cool. This is true. Um, but the 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 build-up was quite cool, I thought. It was very... It was kind of using realistic... Um, yeah, you stamped on my head and you gave me a concussion. Therefore, you're not safe. You're a horrible person. I'm going to come and beat you. I'm going to come and rip <laughs> no, the jaw no, off. You're also, really unsafe, so I'm going to wrestle you. You've <laughs> also got to remember that, like we just say with WWE buy-ins, it's there to sell the pay-per-view. Yeah, that's true. And that's you don't. It's Joey Janela versus Ty Dillinger going <laughs> to... I don't understand why we need to know that. Is, is Boxy Priestley versus Britt Brit Baker going to sell a pay-per-view, though? It's, it's going to be a better match than Janela. Priestley's not botchy. She's just botchy because she's she, on. She's in this match because she's botched twice in three matches. Because this is a massive change for her, you know. I'm defending my Bay's woman. Yeah, because she's gone from one wrestling promotion to another. And that's yeah, a but big she's thing, in stardom, it? which is like they kick people properly. Yeah. Obviously, because it's Japa, Japan. They, they still don't <laughs> give them concussions every Japper, week. Mate. Big Japan. Big Japan. Um, <laughs> the issue I've got is just, yeah, you're, you're hating on my Bay's woman, and I don't oh. like it. No, 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 there has to be an actual defence rather than don't say horrible yeah. things about Will Ospreay's <laughs> missus. I'm I think she's a very good wrestler. Yeah. Sure, she is. She's very good. It's not filling us with that much confidence what, what, what on AEW, though. She's used to... If you watched anything that she did in like WCPW, rest in you're, peace. You're not. You're right. I'm gonna. She, right. Smoothman's trying to say that she's used to work in a very stiff style of wrestling because of all the um, Japanese wrestling that goes on, and AEW isn't as stiff as what they do. Uh, and because of this, Brit, Brit Baker is a bit of a wet wipe. She gets kicked for real and gets concussed. Cheers, Jack. Thanks. You're my spokesman from now on. Thank you. You'll love to see it. Uh, but yeah, the match was won by Britt Baker. She put in the lockjaw. Um, I, I was kind of expected, I think. Yeah, we all got it right, didn't we? I didn't. No, it's the only one I got wrong. Oh. This was one of the three matches I wasn't 100% certain on on the entire card. I, I didn't care. No, and then I didn't care after the match either because we had silly, silly, silly Brandy Rhodes come out with Awesome Kong and Awesome Kong decided to destroy B Priestley and then cut a lock of her hair off for reasons. Because she's Stephanie McMahon. <sighs> yeah, but... grown up now. <laughs> awesome may Kong is... gone. May I say, the, the whole... I thought the whole buy-in was excellent. I thought the promo packages they did and whatnot... Really put over the map quite well. B, B Priestley, you're just an effing dentist. You're just a fucking dentist, can. Love that. I love that a lot. 
Speaking of promo packages, we actually do need to discuss something AEW related, and that's oh, before the... we before we start talking about the the rest of Full Gear. Yeah, because there there was there, there Jericho was in the lead. Yeah, Jericho's promo package, the one on the Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. hilarious. If you see the source material, which is based, it's based off, was it Cody's? Cody, yeah, Cody's, Cody's one, one from four weeks ago where we found out that he hates his family and is a bit of an asshole. Basically that. I really liked it. Uh, it got a lot of rave reviews. Matt wasn't so sure. Can you explain? I, <laughs> because I, he I, hates AEW. <laughs> it's not because I hate... Right. You do! I, yeah, but that's not the reason why I hated this promo. On, the, the whole thing was very overproduced like the fact they right they introduce it that was with, the point they introduce it with jr going here's some video footage that nobody at aw yet has watched let's play it for everybody and broadcast it and hope that it's not hardcore pornography yeah but you can <laughs> yeah, but if you <laughs> think about it nxt that. did that two weeks ago yeah and Kyle o'reilly gave him a usb and i criticized it for being stupid when they did it as well my, I'm my being consistent my response to that is that if you look at it, there's a big difference because you go, oh, WWE would never do that. Proper WWE, are you like Raw or SmackDown? My response to that was that simply AEW is more aimed at it's made for the boys by the boys rather than NXT or WWE, which seems a lot more corporate suits. Yes, yes, sir, no, sir. And, you know, the boys are going to allow it because, you know, they're in charge. And, and they like literally that. opened that show with the guy who owns the company telling John Moxley that he couldn't have a match that was a- an actual match because he's a big fan of Kenny Omega and Moxley might hurt him. So you can't have that as an excuse because they showed on that actual episode that it is not a for the boys by the boys thing. It's run by Tony Khan. So no, you can't have that as an argument. I won't allow it. Are you saying Tony Khan's not one of the boys? Tony Khan is not one of the boys. I'm fuming here. He's a proper lad. Go down the pub with him. Loves a Jaeger one. Yeah, sure he does. <laughs> but then, then you get into the the promo. And some of it's funny, but some of it's just the woman, the, the woman who's Chris Jericho's mum's friend from oh, That's just shit. That's just I poor, thought it was funny. Oh, it was Clint Bobsky, it? show comedy. It's Clint uh-huh. Bobsky from Southpaw Wrestling. What, the woman? Well, no, 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 but it's uh, Bobsky's the surname of the person of the character that Jericho played on Southpaw Wrestling. Wonderful. Bobsky. It was I, Clint Bobsky, I think, the guy who did the um, that Jericho <laughs> was the, the on on field reporter. I think something like that. It might. Isn't I, there, there was one where it was like, oh, Jericho is. Wait, Jericho is like. He's the youngest AEW oh, champion of all time. I yeah, love that. Yeah, that was Sammy Guevara. Yeah, and then the, the, the guy was like, the other guy was like, oh, um, Chris Jericho is like the limited breadsticks from Olive Virgil. Park. I mean, yeah. the other guy's Virgil for fuck's yeah. sake. Yeah, um, Jake Hager said something retarded as well. No, he didn't. He just stood there staring at the screen. No, he, he didn't did. do anything. He just he did. He, he had a line and it was stupid. They all he didn't say anything. Jake Hager definitely said something. No, he didn't. I will go. I will go away True. and I will find the promo and I will tell you exactly Matt, what Tenna, Jake uh, Matt, Matt, Matt Tenner says Jake Hager says nothing in that promo. All right, Tenner, you on? You on, yeah? yeah? Okay, excellent, right. Um, you lot, right. carry on. Well, may, I, may I just put the, the last time Matt did this, he gave me a Tenner. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the best thing as well was... You know um, my PayPal details, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, obviously, um, it, we're in the run-up to Christmas now and I saw the best meme ever 
on Facebook mm -hmm. the other day, shared by a friend, which says, when you hear Michael Bublé's first Christmas song of the year, and it says, oh, a little bit of the bubbly. That's <laughs> me. Do like it. Do like it. Um, let's talk about Full Gear. Um, well, well, let's talk about Cody's promo, and then we'll go to Full Gear, because we forgot about Cody's promo. I, I, I liked Cody's promo. It wasn't... Okay, like, it was it was a good promo, passionate and things like that, and I get that. But it wasn't like as it wasn't like oh the nowadays hard times promo. It was a good promo. It wasn't like fucking earth shattering. Um, it, it, but that, that's, that, that's what uh, Jim Cornette. Oh no, Meltzer was like oh that's what that's what a promo should be. This is the best promo. Blah blah. It's a, it's a good promo. It's good. It's what Cody knows best. He knows when to put passion in when neat passion needs to be in, and he knows when to do a good voice crack. Yeah. And it just it it puts over the emotion well. Yeah, I, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, again, it was a good promo, but it wasn't this un unbelievable world breaking one. It wasn't like a pipe bomb or 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 you know what I mean, something like that, which is sort of like the upper echelons of promos. To it me, was a promo that sold the match. Yeah, and that, yeah, did a good job of that. Definitely, both promos did. To be honest, because. Chris Jericho is being hilarious and you've got Cody being dead serious and saying, look, if I lose, I'm never going to have an AEW title match again. Uh, and until January. <laughs> yeah, which is the stupid, like, stupidest thing in the world to do because the only point of wrestling in that company is to go for that title. So by saying I'll never fight for that title as well, he might as well say I'm going to retire. They've doubled because down it, on that, by the way, as well. The Young Bucks have doubled down on that and said that yeah, he won't be fighting for the title again until January. <laughs> yeah, until the power rankings get because reset. Because power rankings apparently will mean nothing will be reset again in January. Ooh. Um, after starting to post photos on Twitter and in Instagram, nonsense. That's what I want to call it. Nonsense. Um. Let's talk about full gear. The, the, the night started with the Young Bucks versus Proud and Powerful, Santana and Ortiz. That's what they're called um, now, Proud and Powerful. Apparently so. I mean, I prefer Santana Ortiz, to be honest. I prefer LAX, to be quite honest. It won't be LAX. Goddamn no. impacts. Goddamn trademarks. Who <laughs> <laughs> owns that trademark? Is it TNA? Yeah. yeah, like the yeah, anthem, I think. Oh, talking of TNA, sorry, <laughs> quick segue. Fucking um, dicks. Apparently, apparently, um, I don't know if it's which one is it, Ant or Deck? Deck. Okay. It was Deck from Ant and Deck. Apparently, <laughs> he's got a long lost cousin in Dixie Carter. <laughs> oh, no, I, I watched this. Uh, I watched the. Um... Like the the segment in the show because I thought I've got to see this. It's just silly. And like in the lead up, you, you see Deck and Ant watching on the phone, watching some TNA, and it's Bubba Ray putting Dixie through a table, and they're like, "Which one's my cousin? Is it Dixie? Is it? Is it Imagine if it was Bubba Ray. Absolutely. Be, <laughs> if it was Bully Ray. That would be so much better. Just takes him out back, like Deck. Right? Don't <laughs> don't start don't start kicking off at shows, mate. Oh fucking! Excellent. I was listening to Heart Radio of all radio stations. And they, they, it popped up saying, oh, Deck is found out he's related to a wrestling legend, and that piped my interest. I was like, oh, really? <laughs> so, yeah, Dixie Carter. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> wrestling legend. Legend? Dixie Carter? Oh, wow. You love it. Um, it was hilarious. It got Dixie Carter trending on Twitter. And people were like going, why is Dixie Carter trending on Twitter? Obviously, all the British fans opened it and went, Lol! <laughs> like, Who the hell is Dixie Carter? 
Oh, for goodness, she Matt, used where have you been? Own, oh, yeah. um, TNA when <laughs> TNA was when, when um, she basically funded a lot of impact for the a long time, wasn't it? So late two thousands to um, during the Hogan flare and um, a bit after it. Eras. So during the really shit time. Yes. Okay. But it was a really good time, you know, when you had AJ and um, Daniels, Christopher Daniels and Samoa Joe and all that. Breaking news. Matt owes Chris ten pounds. Oh, breaking news! Because someone else has confirmed that Jake Hager did. This is confirmed in the, in the chat. Yeah, I'd also confirmed it. I just keep quiet. <laughs> <laughs> of course you were. Of course you were. Um, yeah. so you, you know my PayPal details, so uh, we'll, I, do, we'll, I do know your PayPal we'll, details. We'll sort it out after the podcast. Cheers, <laughs> brilliant. You're on this fucking massive losing streak on bets, here, man. <laughs> yeah, well, I was just mixing it up with one of LAX. You mix Jake Hager up with some mean right. Gene. Did you say mean <laughs> one, Gene? One, no, I said one of LAX because I don't know what fucking I don't know who any of them are because I wasn't watching wrestling when Jack Swagger was around, and I don't know who LAX are really. Cool. This is going to go well then, isn't it? <laughs> I I fucking won the predictions, didn't I? Because it's, it's so easy to predict AEW because they just do the same shit. We'll ask for your input about how the matches went in a minute, Matt. Oh, excellent, because I've seen two of them. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you've seen none of them. Um, so the Santana and Ortiz match, um, I am going to come up and say I've only seen highlights because Jack's big snack. <laughs> Go on. Because <laughs> you couldn't pike a bloody a stream off somebody else. Yeah, Jack's he's a big snake. snake. He's I'm... a big snake. He didn't buy all full gear on Fight TV, so I could have watched fridges. It. He can't fucking afford to pay for Fight TV. I would be. I would have happily paid for it before the Saturday if I'd have known that he wasn't going to get it, because then he could have watched it on that. Don't start blaming me. I'm not blaming you. <laughs> but... he just called me a big snack. <laughs> He's not a top snack. Top snack. Um, but yeah, I watched the highlights. So obviously everything happened very quickly, and I can't really remember a lot. Was lo- I know I know one of the uh, what's they called um, old dudes. What are the old dudes called? I've forgotten the names. Rock and Roll Express. That's it. One of the Rock and Roll Express did a Panama Sunrise at the end, at the end of the night uh, at the end of the. Uh, yeah, Ricky, it, it Ricky. was Ricky Morton. Um, but the match before it was was good from what I saw. It was very. It was. It, it, it's LAX and. Young Bucks, it's gonna be a good match. Yeah, I really, I, I did see this match. It was good. I enjoyed it. I, I've got nothing else to really add other than it was a good match. It was a bit where they worked. So they worked on Nick's. <clears throat> Nick Jackson twatted the ring post of his foot, and that was the story throughout the whole match. Yeah, much. and then he tried to go for the um, Meltzer driver, and then like fell off the rope. And I was like, oh my god, that's a botch! And they went, oh, actually, no. It's not. Yeah, Twitter went into my I looked, oh, the young butt's botched. <laughs> it's like, well, if you looked at the story of the match, you quite clearly see that he fucked his leg up. Which was good, good storytelling. It's why wrestling promoters think wrestling fans are idiots, because they can't even tell the difference between a storytelling and a botch. Unless you sing Cara. Massive storytelling genius. <laughs> Talking about botches, man. Get it right. Um, yeah, it was very. I've cool. never botched in his life. I very, I enjoyed it a lot. Obviously, the end of the match included um, a bit of a melee. Sammy Guevara came out. Um, obviously, 
uh, Ricky Morton delivering. Obviously. Because yeah, Ricky... yeah. AEW don't need to rely on old past legends. TNA. <laughs> it's just, it's like, what, they just keep calling out, was it? Yeah, let's get people from the uh, late 80s, early 90s. Fuck it, let's just reel them in. I, yeah. I don't get it. And then photocopy all their promos from the, the late 80s, early 90s as well. It's just, Make them relevant. It's just trash. I, sorry. I, I, sorry. I just don't get it. I'm sorry. Oh. I, I don't get it. And I'm, I'm sure I might be a bit wrong or a bit out of place, but I just don't. And again, I don't care either. I'm sorry. I just don't. Yeah. No. Cody's a mark for a time when wrestling was at its poorest. That's the problem. Mm. Um, Hangman Adam Page versus Pack was next on the card. Nobody um, cares. I completely I agree and disagree with Matt. The biggest thing, do you know what I've been saying? Oh, actually, I think Adam Page, Adam Page is a decent wrestler, blah, 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 blah. And I've tried to back him and I've tried to back him and say, look, I'll sit and watch his matches because he's actually a good wrestler. Do you know what? I didn't care. Vanilla. The most vanilla of wrestlers. It's His theme it, is trash. It, it, his it, character is trash. The B-Tech Adam Cole, mate. I mean, he's a B-Tech Seth Rollins. No, no it's no, it's Adam mm. Cole. More kicks. It's, it's B-Tech Seth Rollins. It's B-Tech Adam Cole for me. I just I don't I don't get it to me. It's 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 like it's like it's a tribute act you'd you'd see like uh when 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 you go watch a local indie you'd see a fake like a potential no person. Yeah, no Oasis is the biggest example I can give you, yeah. especially in the UK. No Oasis. Yeah, exactly. A a tribute act to one of the top guys in wrestling. And just don't get me wrong. You can tell me he's good all you like. I'm sure he's a decent wrestler, but he just doesn't do anything. We don't, we don't say cowboy I shit. Would, I only wanted to watch this match because of Pack, And Pack is brilliant. Pack is great as a heel. I love the bastard stuff. Um, and when I found out the next day that Pack had lost to Adam Page, I just went, stupid. Stupid but, idea. But wins and losses don't wins matter. And losses don't I, I know they don't count, but it's still matter. stupid. They've booked Pack over the last couple of weeks to be someone who is priding himself on trying to take as many losses, as little <laughs> losses as possible, get it right. Yeah. Um, and he like did a thing the other week when he was on commentary saying, Oi, I've got the be one of the best records in AEW. Why have I not got a title shot? And I completely agree with that kind of character arc of, of Pack. Yeah. But at the moment, if you're going to make someone like Adam Page, that's this match was definitely book your mates. It was, it was, uh, it was to get Page over. But it, I don't think it did. No. I, just, I people, just thought you meant WWE Page. Man. That was mad. The, 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 <laughs> the big problem Page. is, it's like <laughs> they're trying to get Page back into the title picture when he's already been in the title picture and lost. lost proven that he wasn't really anybody that anybody cared about but they've realized that packs a heel and just like wwe they can't do heel versus heel booking because they can't do any booking at the moment and they've now got a heel champion so they can't have pack fight for the title and the one face that's over who i don't particularly like but i can't help but admit that cody rhodes is massively over as a face at the moment and he can never t fight for the title again. So they've only got one face. So they've only got one legitimate challenger for the title. And he can never have a title match ever again. It's almost like they've, okay. they've spent six weeks botching the entire thing after trying to build this up for 12 months. 
Um, let's move on. Um, let's go to <laughs> Joey Janela versus Sean Spurs. Dinka. <laughs> just put a match on with no build to get yeah. Tully Blanchard over. Yeah. Apparently, and the there was build on the like week before. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. The, the fact as well that um, he's still calling himself the self-proclaimed chairman. It's fuck off. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that is my reaction. What is the point? It's because he walks around with a chair. Duh. Literally Burn it down. Just... <laughs> Burn it down. <laughs> oh. um, there was a bit as well where, like, I, I like Joey Janela. Um, but this match didn't really get me excited. And then the fact that I saw Tully Blanchard help Sean Spears with some sort of power driver, some whatever nonsense on the outside when the referee was distracted. And then I was like, well, this, and then he won. I think, did he, uh, how did he win? Did he put, do his um, finisher, put, his knee, what is it? His knee one that he did? Where he, he draped their head two over hands his knee in the sky with his fingers spread and went ten and then pinned him. <laughs> did he actually? I don't know. I haven't got a fucking clue. I didn't. I, watch did, it. I kind of <laughs> did pay attention to the highlights of this one. I kind of went, eh. um, but yeah, don't it, was a hell, it was hell, it was it was refereed by Earl Hebner, so Jack would definitely not have enjoyed it. <laughs> Um, by the way, I did. Um, I've noticed that Hurl Hebner is only doing pay per views. Hurl Hebner. Hurl Hebner. He looks like he's only doing pay per views because I don't think I've seen him on an episode of Dynamite. Too busy selling merchandise out the back of his car. <laughs> <laughs> Do your research. He's too, on he's too busy he's... printing on t shirts. <laughs> Do your research on Hurl Hebner. He is a dodgy, dodgy, dodgy man. Really? Yeah, that's mean, what I want to say. Just, 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 just look him up. He's a bit dodgy. Allegedly, no, there's, <laughs> there's no, no allegedly about it. It's pretty. He, he literally has been fired for several different reasons for several different companies. He's a bit of a dodgy gun. Lovely. Um, AEW Tag Team Championship match. So it was the winners of the tournament SCU against the uh, runners-up Lucha Bros and then the third place Private Party. I actually like this concept that the fact that they had a tournament, they've got the winners and then they put the top top three um, medal winners because they actually have medals, don't they? I've noticed but that. What's but, the point of the tournament? That is true. That is also a kind a of threat, like eight days afterwards. What is the point of the tournament? You go into it as champions. It's so that everybody knows who's going to win the match at the pay-per-view. Oh, I went for private party. I enjoyed this. Mainly because it's got the Lucha Bros in and anything with the Lucha Bros in at the moment, I just get really excited but about. So if, I remember, if I remember correctly, Christopher Daniels came out as... Um, so this was after the match was finished. Was yeah. After, was it? Okay. <clears throat> yeah, so the match, I think, was mainly... Um, Mainly fought with the Lucha Bros and SCU, I think. Essentially, because obviously, um, private party aren't aren't as experienced as the other two, mm. so they're going to be putting out the way. And then private party came in; they did their like, highlight reels. I'm not saying they didn't put their shift in; they certainly did. But um, obviously, to like work the match, tie the match over, you got you're going to use the two more experienced teams to do that. Yeah. 
And the fact that they didn't, um, SEU didn't pin the Lucha Bros again, I think was a good idea because they pinned they pinned Pirate Party, didn't they? Yeah, well, you don't want to make you don't want to have too many pinfall losses. I know I mean, it's still counts as a loss, but it's, it's a, not, don't want them to have be pinned too many times. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I went for Private Party on the basis that hey, they beat the Young Bucks. Yeah, but they're not going to win the title eight days after the title's first given out. That's what I it? thought. It, it's a good idea if you'd have done it a bit later on, I think. But having it so close to the um to the actual tournament final kind of went well SE you winning this aren't my they? my question is who 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 gets the next title shot if you've just had the two um, the second and, and third and best tag team Santana and Ortiz Santana and Ortiz is probably the most logical but Santana and Ortiz are fighting the Rock and Roll Express aren't they yeah they've got plenty of time before the pay-per-view haven't they oh yes it's every three months they're doing a pay-per-view at the moment oh, so they can just Kill one of the Rock and Roll Express. B team. Um, uh... <laughs> He's Slater and Rhino. Wrong, wrong promotion, mate. Rhino's not, not even employed anymore. <laughs> no, 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 no. That tag team with Angelico and um, Jack Evans or something. They're good, but their attire is really off putting. Yeah. Oh, the, I know the, that sounds, line, know that sounds really one. picky. And they're the fluorescent green, green flicker. Yeah, guys. it's yeah. so fluorescent green. Fucking it's nonsense. just a bit like. <laughs> Okay, hold <laughs> back, mate. Um, <laughs> for goodness I'm, right, my biggest problem with AEW is every fucking match is identical. It's flippy, 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 roll. Three hundred near fills. Roll up, roll up, roll up, roll up. That's the only way they can finish a match. Roll up, roll you up. Didn't finish this match with a roll. I up. didn't watch this match. So well then, play. how can you criticize it? Because I watched four and a half weeks or five and a half weeks of the bloody product and it pissed me off to the, no end. They're called the Hybrid 2, apparently. Kemp say yes. Thank you for that, Nick. Much appreciated. Uh, over in Jack's chat. Um, yeah. Uh, the, usual, the usual spots in this match from everybody. Then the match was won by SCU. Um, a brawl started, uh, initiated by Pentagon and Phoenix, um then the lights kind of went off um when they came back on we had a second pentagon junior my initial thought was going oh no this is the sincara segment that we had in wwe <laughs> with sincara the black sincara i was like no can we stop i mean isn't please this isn't this how chris jericho introduced himself to new japan by dressing up as pentagon yeah but you could very clearly tell it was chris jericho with a shitty mask on Rather this than is what Jericho did at, I think... He's one of the New Japan the Fallen. He did fight at the Fallen no, as well, it, it, where it he was, was dressed as the Dark it Order. All um, out. It was all out, wasn't it? All in. I think it was all in. He all did in. He did Pentagon. He then dressed up as... He didn't dress up as um, Pentagon for New Japan. It was yeah, no, you're right. It was. It was an AEW pay-per-view. Oh, I think no, pretty sure it was no, all in. It was Bushi. The night they won, the night he was Bushi. Yeah, I remember. No, not Kota Bushi, just Bushi. Watch, watch New Japan product, please, Pat and Matt. He watched more. He watched more of the G1 than you did. He did watch more of the G1 than I did. That is very true. I, I don't know why I've got. That was it, yeah, because Declan's in the chat. Kenny Omega and Penta had a match at All In. 
Y2J then came in and uh, wearing Penta costume attacks Kenny Omega, which then led to Jericho versus Jericho versus Omega, I think. Well, I'm sure he did a he did Bushi when it was Naito, though, I think. Yes, Bushi was in Bushi was in Lij. Because that's when that was before the Dominion show when Jericho took Naito's belt. Yeah, I see belt. But how, how did Jericho make himself look like Kota Ibushi? <laughs> Spent several, several twenty-four hour stints in the gym. Lots of hair products. I am trying not to get really angry right now. It's really hard to not swear. Um, I can oh, bleep it. It's fine. No, it's just not gonna. I'm gonna. He's a good boy. Um, yeah. So he's a good boy, smoother. Shut your face. Um, it happened where yeah he. Came out dressed. Um, Christopher Daniels came out as Pentagon Junior. Um, you could kind of tell it, tell it wasn't. It wasn't Jericho, was it? It wasn't Jericho. <laughs> but you kind of went, oh. And then he had obviously face paint underneath and did his um, angels wings. I think. Yes, he did. Which was cool. And that's when you realised once he did that, I was like, oh, that's Daniels. Cool. Sick G. Um, <clears throat> women's match. Uh, Riho and Emi Sakura. Um, I don't have much of an opinion on this because I didn't really pay attention to the highlights. So, Jack, take it away. Well, well, Rio, for, it was an all right match. Um, Brilliant movie. Why she had got a pair of title shot. One win and two losses is the title shot worthy now. Wins and losses um, don't matter. And she it, already had the title shot before she got the pin as well. It was a decent concept, is the teacher and the student uh, concept. From Japan, um, it it was all right. No, nothing more to say other than it was it was good. They they worked well together. Brilliant, yeah, really, really good vamping. Probably. Really good. No, <laughs> Should we move on? <laughs> Would you um, like to move on from that one, Jack? The oh, nothing to say. It was just average. <laughs> <laughs> AEW World Championship match then. Cody versus Chris Jericho. Boring. Oh, so you watched this one, did you? Yeah, I did. Boring. Yes, mate. That's my opinion on this match. Um, so well, the match was afterwards, really. Yeah, the, yeah, it was. So we it's obviously had... tight. It's the first title match after you've crowned your inaugural title winner, and you've had a TV show, and you put on this shit. Go on, then, Matt. Go and go and hell for leather. You never no, hold back anyway. Just, Off you go. It's just trash. All, all, all I want to say is it's one of the worst, well, not the worst match, but the most boring, tedious, nonsense match. It might as well have been uh, Randy Orton versus John Cena. That's what this match might as well have been. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Very much so. It, no, it no. was just boring. I've not, I've not seen it. Um, so I didn't see that. Mm. It's one of those things where I obviously watching the highlights, everything happens really quickly because they chop and change all of it um, for YouTube purposes. But for me, obviously, you've got the three um, judges, I think they were called. Yeah. Dean Malenko, so, Arn Anderson, and Great Muta. What a weird group of judges, right? Talk about fucking biased and a half. Dean Malenko and Chris Jericho have had a history of hating each other. Arn yeah. Anderson is a fucking Rhodes hater. 
and it has been all its career. The great move is just there, just to be an absolute lad. <laughs> <laughs> no hate on the great move, top boy. So you suggesting that Cody was abusing his powers in picking the judges? Yeah, but he did a really bad job because he picked Arn Anderson. That's right. Yes, Cody did headbutt the ramp. Fucking yeah, hell, dotty spot. I mean, but it wasn't even a spot. It was a spot. spot. It wasn't a spot. It was a dead. Spot. It was just. It was a botch. Dotty botch. Yes. A dirty botch. Yeah, they stopped the match, didn't they? And had to have someone look at his cut on his eye while he while Jericho and, was and checked the. Yeah. So, um, um, yeah, that, that's a thing. So they, they had a medical intervention, decided that he was okay to wrestle, and now he's not okay to wrestle because of the injury sustained in that watch. Uh, I thought the sack, slap afterwards is sack, the reason why he's not allowed anymore. Sack that bloody doctor and sack him. Replace him with Britt Baker. At least she knows what she's fucking doing. She's a dentist. Same thing. Oh, by the way, talking of that, I'm fed up of them referring to her as a dentist all the time. We get it. She's a dentist. Um, no, the bit that the bit that we're going to talk about is obviously there's got they've got the three judges for this match in case it went to all of sixty minutes, which it didn't. It was never. So good. It was yeah, pointless. It, no, no. It, it, I actually, I'm going to defend AEW for a change. This is a really Whoa. good, really good way of long-term storytelling you have you introduce the judges right at the start and say right from now on all world championship title matches are going to have 60 minute time limits and they're going to have three judges and then you don't use them for the first year year and a half but in two years time when you have a 60 minute draw and you have you then have some some way of resolving it it's good long-term storytelling i like the fact that they've got judges because they need people to go for the fallout. There is no way Cody Rhodes and Chris Jericho could go for 60 minutes. Kenny yeah. Omega is the only person at this moment in time that I know who's done at least 60 minutes. Jericho's done a lot, a lot of that DDP yoga, so I'm sure he could do it. I'm sure he could do his 60 minutes. Yeah, sure he couldn't put on an entertaining match and do it, though, could he? If he couldn't put on an entertaining match in four minutes. I think Omega a card of three went 70 minutes, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think all three of them were very, very long matches, at least 50 minutes, I'm sure. Omega Ricardo, yeah. Yeah. I reckon they... Uh, uh, so, uh, do you reckon they brought in the judges either A, to hog back to the old days, or B, to just do something different than WWE? It's it's mm. something different to WWE, and it's something that they'll use as a long-term story somewhere down the line. If done correctly. Uh, yeah, I mean... and. Um, We'll we'll wait and see whether they can do anything correctly. Yeah, we'll see if it we we'll see if it comes to fruition over the next few months. I think if nothing happens, we have no more judges. If then we'll it's be a like, match eh? worthy of it, yeah, of, 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 it yeah, need, yeah. of it of it needing that, then yeah, I'm, it, I'm I'm down with it. I I think all title matches on pay per views now should be sixty minute time limits and have judges because it then sets a precedent that this is an actual. They, like they, they, they talk about wanting it to be like a sporting context, and this is the best way to do that. Say, right, the world title is the the biggest thing. We can't have a draw. We don't want to have draws, so we'll have three judges for every title match. That's how it should be. Yeah, I like that. That's fair. Yeah. I um, agree. The biggest thing throughout the match was the fact that they both obviously had members of their 
crew in their corner. So we had Jake Hager with Jericho, MJF with Cody. Um, that therefore kind of played into the ending. Obviously, Jake Hager was getting involved throughout the match. Obviously, cheap shots, distracting the referee while Jericho used the belt, etc. Um, obviously, there was interactions between MJF and Jake Hager outside. But the biggest talking point of the match is obviously uh, Jericho's got Cody in the, the walls or whatever you want to call it, Lion Tame, I think he calls it. Before so the one where he's kneeling on the back of the guy's head is a lion tamer. Um, which he was kind of sort of trying to do. Um, obviously, MJF was like, come on, tap out. Uh, not tap out. Like, get the ropes, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Go, 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 Cody, tap out, tap out. Go, um, and then oh. threw in a towel and cost Cody the match. Um, I really did. like this. I, I did. I did. He was then obviously looked really upset. He was like, no, don't, don't, don't hate on me for doing this, blah, 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 blah. And it looked like obviously Cody was going to forgive him. And then, hello, hello. Cheers. It's not even a heel term because he was already a heel. Um, but I am glad they did it. It had to happen at some point. Because the whole dynamic really was MJF is still a twat. But then, uh, I mean, for instance, it was like whenever, uh, whenever they'd had their sort of one faction on one side, the other side was the other. MJF would always be sent next to Cody, or anytime anyone went near him, he'd just push him away and only stay close to Cody because he's Cody's friend and no one else's. But then, yeah, I, I liked it. It, it, it. Yeah, I agree. Wolfie, who's in the chat, said the heel turn was so predictable. It wasn't the heel turn, he was already heal. Well, I mean, well, I mean always the situation, always I think. The best thing is, is if you I go to a meeting so green... Have you seen some of the stuff he does at meet and greets? They are the most heelish things, and he stays in so much character. There was one, I think, at the last Starcast, not the one just gone, the one before, where he um, he he said, "Oh, I'm better than you because I can stand up to a guy in a wheelchair." Like that is obviously borderline. Like, whoa, hang on. But then he's like, actually, the guy probably took it in in good stead, and he did. Yeah. The great, great heel. I was in the kayfabe throughout. Yeah. It's just yeah. amazing how he he's, lives in kayfabe, and I love it. He's kayfabe, and it's there was no way he was a tweener. He was he was a full fledged heel. Yeah, but, but he was he was always hanging around with the baby faces, which is why you could say he's a tweener because he he was manipulative heel. He hangs around um, with the Rhodes family, not with everyone else. He's just there yeah. to be with Cody and Brandy. And you could see because even if you like watched being i don't watch being the elite at the moment because i don't have time but the ones in the lead up to the first ever AEW show there was so many things in being the elite where he's like oh cody cody and then behind his back he's like oh. give it like giving fingers behind his back and stuff like that so what he'll he show <laughs> oh fuck me <laughs> right Every, every word that he says that he is a heelish cut. word. Every word that he says is a heelish word. What Smoothman just said at Starcast when he's berating fans and in wheelchairs and shit like that. Um, in matches with Brandon Cutler where he's full-on demoralising Brandon Cutler and shit like that. It, the only time he was a, a face was when he's pretending to when he was yeah. a coach. yeah. It was literally, I will pretend to, to make it look like I'm friends with Cody. Effectively. I mean, we, we briefly touched on this in the Phantom podcast that, that, that never came out because it all went wrong. 
But obviously he got beer or water thrown at him afterwards. Where there was a discussion whether he thought that was a plant or not. I don't think it was, because I'm pretty sure security escorted him the fuck out quite quickly afterwards. Either way, it was an awesome moment. Yeah. I mean and the fact that not, MJF just went whatever. People in the crowd shouldn't be throwing shit at Matthew. No, no, no. But it was awesome. Yeah, are you listening, Saudi Arabia? The my issue with this is it's too soon. They could have played on the MJF Cody fr- like friendship and had its own story. Like it didn't need to be the the storyline to take Cody out of the title picture. Because yes, all right, it gives Cody something to do for the next two months. But after that, Cody's got nothing left for him. If if he'd have lost in a, a shit house way where Jake Hager came in, punched him in the testicles and he got pinned by Jericho. He can be legit pissed off, move away from that title picture, but he's still got at least something for later down the line. At the moment, there's nothing you can do with Cody once you've finished murdering MJF. There's no, literally I don't, I don't, nothing I don't think there'll be a murder of MJF at all. I think this will go on for a long time. Uh, yeah, and I think it's... A, it, 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 you, you, have, you have to strike while the iron's hot in this instance. And Cody, as much as, much as we all rag on him uh, at times, but... He is the most over person in that company. Cody, so, he's going to be there. So, so, to, so you have to, to blow keep him relevant. So much smoke up NJF's backside to say, look, this guy is legit as a wrestler, as a heel, as a as as talent in AEW. This is going to be a showcase of what MJF can do for the rest of the country and the world, effectively, because not a lot of people will know who MJF is before AEW. I didn't know who. I, mean, I, I, I remember. I clearly remember the introductory package they did for MJF when when they first, when they first in there, they're all in their first one. I remember it going, "Who the fuck is this dude?" And then I watched it, and then had him with like uh, it, it was just him in basically his wrestling attire with his fucking um, Burberry scarf. I'm like, I like the sound of that. And then the, and then the way he talks, his mannerisms, and how good he's in the ring. I'm like, yeah, I get it straight away. I get it. And I really, really, really like MJF. Oh yeah, and I really I, hope that they don't fuck it up. I, I can't. No. I can't see them fuck it up. Yeah, I mean, as Declan said, MJF, MJF will Cody, take whatever he's got. He'll take whatever he's got, MJF, and will make it fire, mm. even if it's probably trash. He will still somehow come out of it. Look, five stars, I'd say. I mean, AEW tonight will be interesting because that, that'll be what the, the topic will be is why did MJF turn? Why did he turn on your best friend? Why, 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 why? But then, but, then, do, but then the other side of it is Cody looks like a twat because he's been turned on twice now. <laughs> what they will do with this, what they will do with this, they will give MJF a live mic at the start of the show where he will effectively be booed to hell. It will be Zach Gibson levels of booze at and, NXT UK taping. And, and do you know what else? ITV will cut it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he would get booed as much as... Oh, no, he will. I think, I he, think will. he will. I, I think, think he will. will. I he think won't it will be... Because every, he everybody be loves him. Style, be- because everybody loves him because he's really good at being a heel, and that's the problem in... American pro wrestling at the moment is the crowds cheer the heels that they like, whereas in Japan the crowd knows to boo the guy who's a good heel. They, that doesn't happen anywhere else in the world anymore. Every, like 
Okay, because you... all the wrestlers from it, all the wrestling fans everywhere else are absolute marks. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, hey, we this on Zach Gibson. We say he's good, but when we're at the shows, it's like, oh yeah, when he was at the show, I was yeah. doing the hell out of him. But then yeah. when I was like, left, I was like, we British crowd, British crowds know how to get involved with the show, apart from when it's uh, Raw, um, <laughs> which I'm sure <laughs> we'll get into. But um, yeah, I, I, I just. I, I don't think he'll get a big bad reaction like he wants. Mm. We'll see. It could happen. You never know. Um, last match which we need to talk about was the lights out unsanctioned match between John Moxley versus Kenny Omega. Um, Fucking brutal. Wow, is all I can say. Um, you. This is my only Jimmy my, Havoc. My only issue, and my only issue, is. John Moxley has been in AEW for what a couple of months now, and he's mainly been booked as someone who's just going to do death matches. Yeah, I don't think he will for long. I think they're going to have to move him into main event picture soon. They have to. They can't have him lose. There's no way you can have John Moxley lose, and if he does lose, who to? Jericho. No, you're going to have you're going to have Jericho and. Moxley go for a match. Is it going to be in an asylum match? No, no, it will be <laughs> a match. Standard match. An asylum match with barbed wire draped from the roof. John Moxley's the one person left that they've got that they could potentially build to be somebody who beats Chris Jericho. There's yeah. no way he's going to lose to Jericho. Not a chance. Not straight away. But I'm talking like a progressive story over time. Inner circle start wailing on him. Mm. I I did. Oh enjoy. yeah, I mean, look. So, so, sorry, sorry to interrupt. I I, yeah, I agree. Look, I I know of Mox uh, Moxie's CZW stuff. I know of all of it. Is an absolute nutcase, and I really like it. But <laughs> shout out to Mitch the Plant Man. Um, but yeah, I just uh, they they do have to be very careful with Moxie though. Oh, I'm, I need to sneeze. Give me two seconds. Go continue. Yeah, um, like the the match itself, people are saying it's brutal. This is brutal. That they've shown very early on that they they're ready to use gimmick stuff. So obviously we had the gimmick chair for the head shot, chair shot, like fighter fest or whatever pay per view that was. And here they had gimmicked barbed wire. And some of the barbed wire was real, yes, but some of it was gimmicked. And the glass was definitely sugar glass because otherwise John Moxley's arms would have been torn to shreds. I did like the it. spot where he was in the submission. He had to crawl through the glass. Yeah, very good. It's it's a great spot, and I think because they've been so brutal early on in the match, people are less likely to realise that it's sugar grass that he's crawling through, and therefore not going to cut him to shreds. Um, so that they can kind of make it safer than I think. Like I've seen a lot of people kicking off on the internet saying this is far too brutal. They need to go away and watch CZ Dub or watch some of Jimmy Havoc's matches because this this was not a brutal death match in the slightest. There was lots of gimmicked equipment in use, and I think for I think for the benefit of the match, because I don't think you needed the amount of blood that you could have had with some of the spots that was in there. I think this is one of the better death matches. This is the one redeeming quality for AEW at the moment. I think this was one of the best death matches I've seen in a long time. They didn't go too ridiculous with all the blood and guts and gore. And yes, I love all that, but when you when you've got to have some of the like. These two guys both have to wrestle in this promotion for a long time. You can't have them both needing 
four, five weeks out to have Stitch's heel. One of them's got to be on the show in the next two or three weeks. It's not like Progress where they've got like six weeks off in between. These they, They've got a show on Wednesday night and if one of Omega and Moxley isn't on the next couple of weeks, people are going to start to question what's going on. So they needed to do it in a safer way and I think this mm. was a very good way of doing it. They, they had some brutal looking spots early on to give everything else the chance to get over without being too injuring or disgusting or anything like that. I really like, really enjoyed the giant board of mouse traps. Um, I enjoyed obviously the brew. They kept the broom and the baseball bat continuity, obviously yeah. uh, watching him trying to sweep his back was like, <laughs> uh, we had, I think there was a bit of a screwdriver in there at some point um, or what looked like a screwdriver. We've got the glass. Um, we obviously got to the point where there's the big barbed wire. It looked like a mattress for whatever it is on a frame, which yeah. obviously went both through. They then did the uh, Kurt Angle and Shane McMahon style spot through the, the light yeah. screen thing. Yeah. yeah. Then they went back to the ring, pulled off all of the, the ring um, kind of canvas, exposed the wood instead of just having like literally, which was good. And watching Kenny Omega try and do a top rope, whatever it was. And then smashing his face into planks of wood. Of the, well, of did the like mat. a four fifty or something. Like yeah, that. he was like a corkscrew, I think, and he literally just landed. And then you could see his head just went boing, boing. <laughs> um, which was great. The V triggers just obviously always look brutal. Whatever match type is doing. Okay. Um, the the bit that I did think was like, oh, they must have hurt with a snapdragon suplexes. He snapdragon. They look horrible. I don't want to take one of those. Please don't ever do that to me, Jack. That's that's, that's like a that's like a hip toss in New Japan, though, isn't it? They're like nothing. The <laughs> yeah. Snapdragons are like fucking nothing. Like you hand off. It's like a beal. Here you yeah. go. <laughs> I mean, uh, what next for either of these guys? Because because they, they, they in theory, I mean, has the feud finished now? I mean, surely it should have. They 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 they've had the blood and guts final match between them guys. It's the big- the thing is, we, we kind of thought about that with Gargano and Tommaso, didn't we? Yeah. Um, the, the issue that I have with this match being booked like this now is there's nowhere else to go. Um, whereas if they if they've have had their match at um, Double or Nothing or All Out or whatever whatever that pay-per-view was just before the TV show. And if they'd had had a normal match there, continued a feud and then gone to this match, I could have got on board with it a little bit more. My issue is that they've like there was no reason for them to be this much hatred. Yes, they had that one segment where Moxley put what's-his-name through a glass coffee table. But other than that, they'd not been, apart from, like, waving a baseball bat with barbed wire and a broom with barbed wire around, there'd not been much. Like, there wasn't much horrible, like... Yeah, well, yeah when you scratch the surface, there wasn't much There wasn't much reason for all of it. And this, this is the point. I mean, going forward, is there, is there a need to continue it? And, and if so, uh, and if not... I mean, is this where you try and sort of slowly marginalise uh, Ami- um, Kenny Omega into the title picture? Do you, wh- where do you put Moxie in this one? Is Moxie typecast as the deathmatch fighter? If so, who does he fight next? You've got Jimmy Havoc, who's a face, Janella and uh, and Joey Janela, who's a face. Is it? No, no, he's not. He's a heel, sorry. 
Yeah, but they've already done Janela and Moxley, haven't they? Hmm? They did that at Fighter Fest. Yeah, they've done that already. So then, where do you go? Uh, Darby maybe? And Moxley needs to be on TV, because whether people agree with it or not, he's still a fucking draw, certainly for AEW. So yeah, where do I, you put where does uh, where does Moxley go now? The does next, he have some standard matches? The next thing that John Moxley has to do is he has to because this like the the thing that I shat on where he was speaking to Tony Khan was all about him, him being pissed off that he wasn't going to be able to pick up a victory to get himself into the picture for fighting for that title. So the the thing he has to do now is matches, demand he wants a legitimate match where he doesn't have to do this. And I think it all would also benefit AEW if they do that as well. If they can show him off as a a good wrestler, like let's all face it, he's not going to put on a seven star, two hour long Tokyo Dome style no. melt Meltzer orgasm match. He'll do good, he, but, but he can still do he, a damn good he, match. He, that's it. He can do a good match. He can have good wrestling matches and tell good stories. He proved it in the G One. He proved that he can tell good stories without having to go ridiculous with all the CZ Dub style stuff. They need to let him prove that and have have him have some sort of reason to be justified f- to be able to do this. And if they can get him go to go over two or three people, he could be the person to go for Jericho. Yeah. Right, so, so can I just point this out? We've spent the last hour talking about AEW. So, so, yeah. so, 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 so to those of you out there who think we only talk about WWE, fuck you. That's for you, Space Toaster. Uh, <laughs> and and also, I've said like three positive things about AEW. I know, I know, I know. I know. I know. Three. So, so wow. I, guess, I, I guess we're done with <laughs> AEW now, aren't we? Yeah. Should we, um, should we just, head on just to... to finish on the Moxley thing. Forever. I'm never going to watch it again. I'm done with it. Just to finish on the Moxley thing, uh, talking of the G1 and Moxley, Shooter Amino is now in the UK, has his own gimmick and has his own theme music. Because I saw it on Rev Pro, someone had filmed it the other day, and I was like, "What a guy!" Moxley's put this boy over, and look what look how proud we are. Um, um, what I want to go through the rest of tonight is very quickly kind of recap what we didn't quite get a chance to do on Sunday because we weren't able to to go through it. Uh, NXT result from last week, SmackDown from Friday that's just gone, and. This week's Raw, which happened on Monday this week, um, kind of sprinkling what we missed a little bit last week. So NXT, most most notably, was the um, OC turning up at the start of the night before it even aired, um, attacking Undisputed Era and then going into the ring and kind of saying, look, we're bringing the fight to you now. You've attacked us in our home. We're coming for you, boy. Shout out to the worst catch-up spot in history, by the way. I don't know whether you noticed it when they were attacking the Undisputed Era. And he bounces, I think it's Kyle O'Reilly's head off a piece of metal. And there's a big piece of clearly, like, it's clearly catch-up. It's like, it's browned enough because it's been on there for a while. And yeah, it's just, that just made me giggle. But yeah. Um, So after the the kind of in-ring stuff, Champa's music hit. Champa comes out. Um, pretty much says, look, you've come to the actual A show and using that as he's always done um, yeah. when he's talked about NXT. He was then joined by Keith Lee and Matt Riddle as backup, and they then challenged the OC to a match, which was then um, made official by William Regal later in the night. Then the match itself, might as well just segue straight into War games! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> was that last week? <laughs> that was the week um, before. Four games. The match itself was was good. Um, I think the biggest bit that was 
it, the, big, the biggest that, bit that annoyed me was it turned into an okay contest, but the referee didn't say anything, and it just it just happened. It just fizzled out. It was like what? Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure the referee took a bump, didn't he? Yeah, he took a bump, but then after that, we had nothing confirmation. It was just okay. This is happening yeah, cause, now because he's a referee, so he took a bump and he's dead. And they, they didn't bother sending another one out. Wrestling logic. Yeah, it's it's stupid. I'll, I'll agree with you. Um, then it was mainly a brawl which kind of started with people hitting each other outside the ring after the referee was out. We kind of had um, kind of, I can't remember if it was Keith Lee took some bumps, I think. I can't remember. It was last week. I've I've slept since then. Um, but the biggest biggest talking point. Yeah, was, on your sofa, not doing predictions. Yeah. <laughs> um, was uh, Finn Balor interrupted to lay Riddle out on the outside of the ring? He, him, and Finn, uh, AJ, AJ Styles had a moment. Yeah, um, I like that. Which kind of. Marked everybody I'm, out. Japanese wrestling bullets. I, I don't I like want Finn to join the OC, whatever it's called. But 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 what if but what it's if all games becomes a three-way and you have the OC but with Bala and AJ Styles and Keith Lee, Matt Riddle, Tommy Champa, and whoever they pick to be their fourth because they can't have Gargano because he's injured and out of war games and war games. Uh, and um, you can't say it without the Undisputed Era, like, do you not think that three-way, four-way tag team match, uh, well, I know it's in war games, so it'll be a shit match anyway, but do not think that that would be just amazing. Like, I, I, you know and, then, and then later, you can have Finn Balor eventually trying to fight AJ Styles for ownership of the original club to oh, then bring sorry. the OC down to NXT. Right, can I, right. can I just say... <laughs> I really don't My want face. Bullet Club Part Two. Oh, I do. But rehashing I do. that the, the Bullet Club story. I don't you want don't it. To re, you don't need to rehash it. You just need to do it differently. No, or no, just don't. You don't need to. You Finn can do his own thing. Real rock and roller. He can do his own thing. And I I'm fine. And I'm Jack's, fine with that. Jack's thoughts go. Is he still? Jack's not said a word um, in the last half an hour. He's too busy I'm fucking raging. Um, not arguing. Discussing, you've got to remember, but Bullet Club is Finn's idea. Yeah, sure, which yeah, is why sure it'd be was. great for him to have and a fight. The only thing him. I can think of is WrestleMania. That's a WrestleMania match, 4v4. What? In my opinion. OC versus Era versus. No, it's OC versus Unspeed Era. Yeah. AJ, I mean... Finn, and Scalas and Hansen versus. The, the but era. then, but then you would need. But then, honestly, if that's the case, OC would need to be monsters, and they're just not. You've got time to build them up. But WrestleMania, it's only six months away. Mm, I'd love to see it because look, look, I, like, I'm sure it'd be really good. But I just, I, I, I think you need to keep Finn and AJ away from each other. I just as don't. it doesn't, as it doesn't put Finn in the title picture straight away. Yeah. It keeps him away from it, which is good because it allows Tommy Champa to go for it. Completely agree. Um, other bits from NXT: uh, Damian Priest versus Pete Dunn. Um, this was kind of a second match after the Damian Priest cheating to win his first <laughs> match against him. Um, it was a good match. I, I do, I, I do like Damian Priest. I think he's yeah, he's, he's very different. Fucking hench. 
He is hench. They've done a good, a good very, job very deep voice. <laughs> they've done a very good job of putting him over since the, mm. they've gone to the USA Network because he was trash before that. Yeah. <laughs> before, before he was on the USA Network, he had a completely different name. So um, they changed him to Dave. He disappeared for a few weeks, then became Damian Priest, then went to USA and was did on TV. Did he ever use Punishment Martinez in NXT? I don't think he did. Pardon? Because he, he, he was punishment. What did he? He was he punishment. Was punishment Martinez. something. He wasn't punishment Martinez. I think it was punishment something else. I think it was his different name. But he definitely was. He definitely had punishment before his name. So I'm fucking sure. dead. But look, it, look it, I, he's fine. I mean, I think the only thing. Why did Killian Dane attack afterwards? Because Killian Dane and Pete Because yeah, he's in a. He's in a feud with the British strong style. He doesn't like British people. No, because Killian Dane had his fingers snapped by Pete Dunne, therefore he got angry. Um, he then obviously attacked Tyler Bate a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, after then, a match with Damien Priest. To you, boy. And then um, he attacked him again this week. Poor Damien. Poor Damien. He's just he's just in he's just on the receiving end of Killian Dane attacks just because he's in the ring at the same yeah. time as the person. He literally got hit with a cannonball on the steel steps. It's like cannonball. cheers, cheers, mate. Um, uh, but yeah, it was it was a good match. Um, other notable bits was probably Baszler and Dakota Kai. Um, <gasps> oh, uh, that 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 was a really good match. I really enjoyed that. I did, uh, and then obviously I think there was a brawl at the end. Oh, no, 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 yeah. no, because because the, the, the thing with it, right, is because Dakota Kai's return's been a bit meh, and it was it was good to see her actually have a bit more of a decent match because she's been a she bit. Was, she, she wasn't. Back, so. She wasn't exactly prominent before. No, True. the only thing she did before stuff. was the bit with Baszler where she stamped on her arm. Um, mm. and they continued that a little bit here, and she's like, "Look, yeah, she might have intimidated me before, but guess what? I'm back now. I'm not scared as much as I used to be, or if at all." Um, and then wanted this match. Uh, the the issue I have with this was the the end of it. So Dakota Kai showed herself to be a proper somebody who's not going to run away from from Baszler anymore. Somebody who can challenge Baszler at least keep her occupied in a match. So you'd think, great, all right, if she if she can go with Baszler, I'd have her on my War Games team. But no, instead, there's shenanigans at the end of the match, so loads of people run in. Mia Yim comes down and whacks people with a kendo stick. So Rhea Ripley picks Mia Yim instead of Dakota Kai. That's just... Mia little- Yim, Shayna Baszler recently defeated, what was it, last... Was it last, last takeover? takeover. Yeah, and the one before, wasn't it? Didn't she? Didn't I she think it was only one. Yeah, last one. Was or was it? it she must have had a, a match on the network as well, and because they definitely fought twice. But yeah, no, I like, think one was at a takeover. What? Yeah, one was on. It was before they went to USA, wasn't it? Yeah, um, but the shenanigans at the end was the kendo stick. Um, obviously, she announced that me and will be the fourth member, causing Kai to walk off very, very sad. Um, it kind of made me feel sorry for it because I, like, well, that was the whole idea. I imagine Dakota Kai is going to fight for Shayna Baszler. You think? Well, I what, would suggest what, what, she's going to turn. No, she'll she'll go. She'll she... though, because it's good, isn't it? Who's who's in Thingy's group? Bas- uh, so Baszler's got Thingy, Bianca Belair, and no, they're not going to be in it. Um, good. I can't remember. It's Bianca Belair and somebody. Ayo uh, uh, Shirai. Oh, so um, there is one space left. Yeah, so there's one space left. And what's going to happen is Dakota Kai is going to go, 
to Baszler this week. Right, I showed you last week that we can go. I might not be quite. I might not be better than you, but I'm. I can at least keep you occupied. If I can, if I can do that for 15 minutes against you, do you not want me on your team to help work against these people who stabbed me in the back? I mm. like that. Who's but on then, the then, But then there's, there's another way you could do that by going have say um, a match between one of the two groups. Uh, and and Dakota Kai comes out at the end and attacks one from the team that she was going to be on, turn, and then looks yeah. to Shayna and like. I, ideally, you have a turn on Tegan Knox, who should have stood up for a mate but didn't, because mm. you've got because the the team is Mia Yim, Tegan Knox, Rhea Ripley, and Candice LeRae, isn't it? Oh, it yeah. shouldn't be Mia Yim. Like, okay, look, I've had plenty of discussions about Mia Yim in the past. Yeah, yeah, we've we've been through this. We, we, it's we, definitely. We, uh, we we uh, uh, well, do we have a discussion a minute ago? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, right. you, you you guys know my thoughts on me, Yim. Yeah. Um, last In NXT thing, anyway. Um, last thing, we've got a new number one contender for the cruiserweight championship. We've in Angel Garza. He defeated Tony Nice. Um, I actually like really good match. Yeah, it's a really good match. He's, I, um, he's been sporadic on both NXT and 205 Live, but yeah. what I've seen of him, he's a very good cruiserweight. Yeah. Um, yeah. Smackdown. Corbin happened with the worst promo to woof, ever woof. open a Smackdown with a barking chihuahua on a graphic of Roman Reigns' yard. And the uh, crowd went off. horrifically mild. The, 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 crowd, the crowd response was indifference. No, it, it was, was literal like, indifference. No, it was a bit what? of the same reaction that I gave and went, what? <laughs> yeah. What? What? It was huh? trash. Is it this was... really happening? It was um, trash. It was in Manchester, wasn't it? So it was yeah. a bit... The crowd six gets one money on the anyway. map. It gets dubbed on anyway. Massively. Bugsy Malone just comes out and fucking raps. <laughs> you what, mate? Um, yeah. Uh, that, so the the less it. said about that promo, the better. Yeah. Um, it, the match was as dull as anything, I thought. <laughs> yeah. You, you're going so, so I'm looking at the chat because fucking Toasty's turned up. <laughs> Oh, Toasty's turned up. He's missed, he missed Matt. You've missed the hour-long segment of <laughs> AEW. We've spoken about AEW for an hour. Yeah. I about even spoke positively time. about AEW and you didn't even bother showing up for it. So now you're going to get all of the horrible WWE stuff. Enjoy. Um, then we had the Tag Team Championship match on SmackDown. New Day versus The Revival. Cheers for coming, Revival. Your, your reign was wonderful. Bye. Appreciated. Bye. Bye. First defense. Oh, yeah. Revi- Revival died after they split him and them and Randy up. That's them done. Also, oh. by the way, shout out to Xavier Woods for, be- for, for, for now being a champion whilst injured and sitting in a different country. How yeah. about that? Also, by the way, um, WWE have completely forgotten that Kofi was ever WWE champion. Have they? Well, it seems that well, way. They haven't acknowledged it since he lost oh, it. And it seems that way. Kofi's still all about the power of positivity. Yeah. Hang on, right. hang on. this is what I hate. So they've completely forgotten. What are you going to do, Big E? Thank you. The silence is enough for me to what, know. What, sorry, what, I don't understand your question. What's that got to do with the fact that Kofi doesn't remember that he was a title holder? No, you're saying, so because now he's in a tag team, they've just forgotten that he's WWE Championship, a champion. Mm. No, what I'm saying is he's literally not even been pissed off that he lost, lost in five seconds to Brock Lesnar. And what, would, what, yeah, what, and what what would Big E do? What would Big E do is exactly the same as what he's done for the last six months, which is stand at ringside and go, "Yay, Kofi! Yay!" This is this is this is the thing, and this is 
I I I listened to the Corey Graves podcast today. Uh, you honestly, right? You got if you if those of you in the chat and those of you listen at home or wherever you are. I, I don't like Corey Graves very much as a person, but the podcast that he does is really good. He he talks very smarky in a sense that he he, he talks about things he doesn't like with the with the product, things you'd like to see going forward. And so, like he said, which which, has, which does resonate is this is now a chart. This should have been done differently, and this should have been a point where Big E stands out and goes and does his own thing now. Big E is a killer. Yeah, but by doing that, you're going to have to completely... But, 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 you, but you, don't have to, you don't have to kill the New Day. Just, just give, give Big E a chance to stand up and become the main guy from the Big New e Day to go for the titles, to go and do this. But then, then how are you going to sell your pancakes and your bootios? They've sold enough. I don't think they've sold enough. Uh, so what are you going to do in Kofi at that point? Well, he'll start, he can just dance around the side of him going, go Big E, you can do uh, it. The same thing that Big E was fucking now. doing. But that sounds worse than what he's doing now. Mm. At least Big E supporting Kofi actually added to the storyline. I have nothing else to add. I just, no, like, I I just, I just, I just like the idea. I, I like the idea of Big E being going off and actually going for a title for a change. A singles mm. title. It's yeah, and they bad. could have done that, but they don't. But like Matt's saying, they don't. They can't. The merchandise sales is too big to turn down. It's lucrative, isn't it? Really? Mm. I guess they must be one of the top earner, top merch sell, sellers out there, oh, because they can fuck, because they fucking have everything, don't they? Yeah, well, they're one of the few faces that the crowd actually likes. So oh, I guess, yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, we then had um, there was a match between uh, Nikki Cross and Sasha. Sasha now has a new theme, which is um, got to hit up my cousin Snoop Doggy Dog, brother. Well, it's, well, it's, it's just a rehash of the lot of the WWE of the WrestleMania theme, isn't it? It's, it's terrible. Like, the the best bit about this is Snoop Dogg comes before Sasha Banks in Sasha's own music. Basically, it, it, like the line is Snoop Dogg and Sasha Banks in the house, y'all. Which oh, just fucking trash. Leave Snoop, Snoop, Snoop Dizzle alone. Snoop Dizzle is. He doesn't even. But he called himself Snoop Dogg. He doesn't even know who he is anymore. He's that high on fucking marijuana. Snoop Lion, mate. What are you on about? So, he's been Snoop Lion for about ten years. He, he was Snoop Lion like for about a week 20, 2012, I think, wasn't he? It's Snoop Lion, and the the reggae lot were like, "Mate, uh, could you not? <laughs> Do <laughs> you mind, mate?" <laughs> Completely. Um, but yeah, that that was pretty much all that was memorable about that. I think. Um, yeah. I think Shayna was Shayna there at this point. Shayna, she Shayna stood at ringside for a little bit. Yeah, she stood. Uh, she's not on commentary. And then Bailey attacked Shayna, and then Becky came down, and then. That was raw, wasn't it? That sounds like that. Uh, and then Seth I'm came sure Bailey came out on, 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 on raw, yeah. yeah Bailey um, was raw, sorry. The bit after that, that. It's was... all the fucking same. Sorry, <laughs> it was just all the same. That <laughs> what do you mean that one's red and one's blue? Um, the Fiend want, attacked man? Daniel Bryan. Um, there was a bit of stuff with Sami Zayn, which wasn't really that entertaining. But the bit where they're backstage and then the Fiend attacks D Bry with red lighting um, was pretty cool. Um, the other bit was Tyson Fury and Strowman. I put in my notes massive yawn. 
that's all I need to say. <laughs> unless anybody else is going to disagree with well, me. Well, they're, they're going to tag it together, aren't they? Oh, that don't was, get that, me started. The announcement was no. Was shush. When, when shush. mates, you, I beat you. Therefore, when mates, therefore, we'll tag together. No. no. Like we'll at, have less of that. Goodbye, this... Tyson. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. See ya. Tyson Fury alone. Should have stayed in Saudi Arabia. I, I, I don't, don't, know, that I don't did, like it, to be honest. But it, look, it, it'll, it'll sell a few, maybe sell a few more. At, at, least, network. at least calling Tyson Fury's Manchester's favourite son is a little bit better than calling Walter Manchester's favourite son. Mm, <laughs> yes. <laughs> On Remembrance Day. <laughs> Right, um, Jesus Christ. Um, no, 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 no. We, we we do need to talk about the, uh, the how awesome the Survivor Series cards looking because there are some yeah. really good matchups lined up on there. There are some. Well, should we do that after we've done Raw? Yeah. Are we going to do? We... Oh, I was supposed to be better to do Raw, really, isn't it? Yeah. Was was there um, anything else on SmackDown? At the last thing that was going to be. The, the the last thing that I was going to say was Carmella and Dana Brooke are now part of the SmackDown women's team. Yeah, they with beat Fire and for for reasons. Well, it's just um, fodder, aren't they? It's a shame because they, I'm sure Dana Dana Brooke is over with the Smarks. I'm sure. I she put on a good match from what yeah. I from what I saw. Um, I kind of did put it on a bit of fast forward, um, but fast forward enough so I can see what was going on. Um, but yeah, let's before we talk about this week's Raw very quickly the main things from last week was Lesnar destroying Dio and then Ray attacking Lesnar and then him having to be helped away from the uh, the arena. The Seth promo with Triple H which ended up with Seth versus Cole which was decent um, we had another flare match with Natty for Kabuki Warriors for yeah, um, yeah Wolfie's got something in the chat here which, which is really something worth noting we talk about how horrific Charlotte's become her matches are literally produced like Romans Yep. That's yeah, because she's doing, that's because she's doing nothing at the moment, so she's just going through the motions. Yeah, yeah she's not. She's somebody who's only interested when she's going for a title. And if you watch when she's not in a title picture, she's never had particularly good matches. Not that I can remember. Whereas as soon as she gets into the title picture, she turns it on again and actually is one of the best women wrestlers out there. Cool. There you go. Um, we had Rusev and McIntyre in a match, which I think was then involved Lashley at some point. Probably there was an RKO to Ricochet. Where was that last week? I don't know. Um, and then obviously Street Profits and Humberto had a match against the OC because that's still going on. And Montez Ford um, with the GIF of the year. That was this week, wasn't it? Yes. Um, but this week was. Kabuki Warriors had a tag team title match against Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. Obviously, Charlotte, uh, Becky Lynch did a bit of a promo. So, Natalia and Charlotte beat the Kabuki Warriors, meaning they get a title shot. But because Natalia couldn't be there, Becky Lynch took her place and they still got the title shot. And lost. Yeah. But there, 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 there was one nice callback in this match was uh, Becky doing repeated uh, kicks to Asuka's head when Asuka's on the floor, which is a callback to their WrestleMania match. It was a WrestleMania match. Where, no, yeah, it was Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble, that was it, yeah. Ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah where Asuka's just heel shouting Japanese Asuka mm. back then, but then she turned back to face Asuka, then no one cared. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I, I like the callback. Now she's a Bukaki warrior with sticky stuff all over her face. Oh, God. <laughs> we are, we're alive, pal. <laughs> <laughs> For goodness sake. <laughs> 
for goodness me. sake. Um, social hand grenade number one. Goodness me. There's at least two reactions in the chat. That's what I was after. <laughs> was there? Yeah, um, there's there's some dots, and then there's Kemsa laughing. Yeah. Um, Drew McIntyre destroyed Sin Cara this week. Because Sin Cara um, asked for his release. Drew McIntyre yeah. was sent to destroy him. Uh, this was taped. This is before. I don't was, care. No, well, Sin Cara clearly asked his release beforehand. And then, uh, why would Sin Cara be on TV? So it was no, Sin, Sin Cara didn't ask for his release until afterwards. He might have done, he might have done beforehand and then just decided to go public with it on that date separately. Yeah, yeah but Drew uh, McIntyre kicked his face off. He probably realised, fuck, Drew, Mac- Drew McIntyre just kicked my face off. I'm not being in this company. <laughs> the other thing was, uh, apparently 24-7 Championship is no longer cared about because they gave it gave it to the Singh brothers. I genuinely forgot the Singh brothers were the 24-7 Champions. Yeah, so did I until I saw it this week and then went, yeah, I don't like it. But didn't didn't Eric... Wo- Eric- Eric Warren. Eric Warren. I do. Eric destroyed them with a with a sofa. This is this is what happens you when you this happens when you just use two people to get it, get it over because once those two people aren't in it, no one will care. Like when, it also seems like when Drake Maverick and our truth were going for it, that they had creative input, whereas now it feels like it's being written by WWE. Whereas the Singh Brothers is just the Singh Brothers. Vince is like, look, we we like people who dance around. We've had Adam Rose. We've had uh, no, way. no way Jose or yes wow. way Juan when he's in Impact. Um, we've now got we've now got Vince going. You know what'd be really good? Go and do some Bollywood dancing while you're wrestling. Everybody loves that. Ha 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 ha. No. Where's Jinder gone? Jinder is injured, I believe. Leave Jinder alone. Jinder is I keep the best up with champion in the history of WWE. You could say that. You could say that injury has hindered the Jinder. <laughs> injured the hinder Jinder. Um, yes. Uh, then we had uh, Seth Rollins do a promo. I thought it was ooh, supposed ooh, to. Oh, oh, just on the Seth Rollins right. thing. Have you? Have you seen that they edited in footage from two weeks ago of yes. the crowd because the British crowd was too smarky and booed him? So instead of having the footage of him coming out in Manchester, they had footage of him coming out in a town in the States from two weeks ago edited in. Yes, they did. I did not notice that. <laughs> it shows you how much I was paying attention. I, 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 I heard about it on the news. I've not, I, I didn't notice it myself, but yeah, 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 there was like online reports from the Friday was that it got massively like booed by the crowd. Well, hang on, so hang on, hang on. So did they do a five-hour recording of Roar and yes. Smackdown in yes, one yes. night? Yes, yeah, simultaneously. Because yes. Kev was going to go. I was trying to convince Kev to go up there because there were still tickets. But he changed. I he thought they really. did it on Monday. No, they because they usually. I didn't realise why Mister Fluorescent Shirt Man with headband was in the front row twice. It was literally. I thought he was, was the British Green T-shirt guy. They had two hours of SmackDown on the Friday, so the day it aired, and then straight after they had three hours of Raw. And main and event, then they, and then they dark matches, two or five as well. Oh, so they did it on the and side. dark matches. That's yeah. like six out, six and a half hours of taping. They I must have been was... absolutely fucking exhausted. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, yeah. Yeah, but it's like them doing two days when they do NXT UK, effectively. Yeah, but that's slightly different. They don't get like. As long as you have a decent, like a half hour break in between, because pr- when I went to Progress, that was a seven, eight hour show. 
but it didn't feel like obviously the wrestling is going to be better because it's progress. But <laughs> they they had a gap perfectly in the middle, straight after Havoc versus Robinson. Perfect time to have a break. As long as you can have a break, like half hour break, just to get some fresh air, especially after seeing fucking Jimmy Havoc and Paul Robinson twat each other, then it's fine. Yeah. Like, but you obviously have to have a product that invests you as well so you don't feel tired. Yeah. Raw doesn't really do that. No. Um, other things was um, after Seth Rollins had done his little spiel, we got, oh, bring out your best British wrestling talent. So we'll bring out two Germans, <laughs> an Austrian, and an Italian. Uh, to, for a show that's to be aired on the 11th of November. That's not problematic at all. <laughs> oh, I didn't think of it that way. But still, it was no, it, it was just great I to see Walter. Know, I'm pretty sure it was Germans led by an Austrian. Isn't Walter the Austrian one? So oh, it's a, oh, a, a group of German people. Led, not all German. German Marcel and Italian Marcel. people led by an Austrian to <laughs> invade the UK. Right. Yeah. Let's just move on from this subject. Yeah, let's let's move on. Um, in in other slightly different news, Michael Cole needs Ooh. to learn from the best about how to introduce Walter. Um, it's not how you did it. It's it's Walter. Oh my God, it's Walter. We got it. You love to see <laughs> just, just for, love to hear yeah, it. Just for the chat, you love it. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> they had a match. Did Imperium against Rollins? Uh, well, it's supposed to be. Walter versus Rollins, then it turned into a brawl. And, because and this, is, this is where I'm going to get annoyed again because oh, Walter, Walter's one of the most protected wrestlers in all of wrestling across every promotion. And Seth Rollins had him beat inside four minutes. And the only reason that Walter managed to not lose was because of the DQ. I mean, yeah, he lost DQ, but because they had to come in and save him. But the match was less than four minutes before Rollins had him able to be pinned. And they had to bring somebody else. Bearing in mind, what, like I say, Walter is one of the most protected wrestlers because he's so good. And Seth Rollins managed to fuck this up again. Cool. And yes, it's WWE bookings, but Rollins is still a nonce. Right. I think we should call it there then. I think. Um, <laughs> last, last two things. Um, the, the Lana stuff. Is oh, I don't know. we don't want to? I don't need to talk about. It. I'm not going. We to. do. We do because I'm sorry. Bruh, it turns have you seen from... how much views it's getting. It's, it's, it's getting massive getting traffic. Mad. It, is, it is mad. It's because it, it, the thing is right. Is it people want people want to hog back for the attitude era days? Well, this is attitude era storyline book and storyline telling, and I it's fucking trash. It is trash. It's it's hilarious. Like I, don't get me it's wrong. Gone from, it's it's gone from being bad. ridiculous. But it, it's so hilarious. bad, it's just funny at this point. Yeah, and I, I'm not watching fun. any of it. I'm 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 hearing it through osmosis and checking the odd YouTube video here and there out. But it's it's just hilarious how bad this is. And then Rusev, whilst in the UK, did an interview with the Sun, uh, stating that he has creative control over this and he thinks that it's the best storyline that wrestling's had in the last oh, ten years. Vince has fed that line to him. Because if he says Vince has fed that line to him, well, no, no, that'd be funny. If he says it's trash, then he goes, "Well, okay, well then, back to no TV, you go, Rusev." And I'm pretty sure he's fine with getting paid to to do nothing. 
he's he's on the levels of Shinsuke Nakamura of not giving a fuck as long as you're getting a paycheck at the moment. Well, look, did, didn't he send, a, didn't he send an interview? He was like, yeah, I, I'd go back to Saudi Arabia. Did you see how much money they paid me? Yeah, of course I'd go back to Saudi Arabia. Rusev is the biggest side pillar I've ever seen. <laughs> top, top quote. Um, yeah, it's just, like I said, or like I was going to say, it was. It started off going, what? To being hilarious when you see King and Rusev just creasing when she's talking about all the places he wanted to do it with her. That was and last we, week, wasn't it? Yeah. That was two weeks, like it was weeks ago when it was divorce court. Then they did had, it again this week, didn't they? And then they did it again this week. And then and, Rusev, and he went, don't forget the don't tank forget at the WrestleMania. Tank. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> then it was like, it was kind of getting going, oh, can we please stop? Now we're at, no, honestly, can you stop? Um, mainly because we've gone to fake pregnancy stories. But Jack, but Jack's right. This is, the, but again, Jack is right. As much as much as I despise it, and a lot of other people do, it gets. It, it's the biggest viewed thing on the WWE channel at the moment on the YouTube channel, and that, and, yeah. that, and that is the metrics that they use to gauge how important stories are. The, they the have to. That, the biggest thing that I saw was um, I can't remember who said this, but so I don't know if it was in the DMs or what, but reality TV is apparently it's like watching Real Housewives, isn't it? It's the... Yeah, it's made in Chelsea. The only way is Essex. It's, 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 like the, it's like having Total Divas, but on main roster, but That's with nonsense. Yeah. And That's mind, Lana is. was on Total Divas. And yeah. therefore, yeah. if they put this on Total Divas, you'll just go, what? No. Um, yeah. Uh, Eric it's, Rowan, it's as close to Total Divas as you could get in a WWE storyline on TV. Yes, effectively. Uh, Eric Rowan's got some new cage with him. Goodness knows what that is. I bet it's trash um, when it gets to it. Viking Raiders, Viking Raiders had a match against Andrews and Webster. Andrews and Webster look good. Obviously, they're not going to win against the Viking Raiders leading up to Survivor Series, understandably, but they got to show off what they can do, NXT UK, for the win. Uh, and then the end was OC, Randy Orton, Ricochet and Humberto Carrillo, which, to be quite honest, I turned it off. No, no, I I liked uh, Orton's bait and switch for RKO on AJ. That was good. Where he he was setting up to to hit Ricochet with an RKO, and then AJ just sort of casually walks on behind him, and he's like, "Nope, RKO." I liked that. That was cool. But then, yeah, yeah. I mean, but he had, he had to do that because they have to sell that Orton and Ricochet and Seth Rollins and two other goobers are on the Raw team, aren't they? And they're trying to sell that they're going to have problems because Orton hates Ricochet and Ricochet hits Orton. But then you've got Seth oh. Rollins, who everybody hates. What is going on here? Uh, we've, just been given, we've just been given some breaking news in the chat. It's a tweet. Siri's popped up. Siri's sucking chat and shit now. So this is from... I can't watch it because it's going to do... Oh, Miles. It's... Uh, what's his face? Jordan Miles. Jordan Miles. What's he done now? He's done a live stream earlier on, a one-minute live stream, and he's not said anything. And I'm twenty seconds in. What? What's he said? Nothing. Literally nothing. He's just looking at the screen. Fuck it. We'll put it in next week's pod, right? Cool. We need. We need to. We need to wrap up. So. Yes, we do. Um, once again. Oh, he, oh, he's quit WWE. Hang on, right? Okay. Oh, he's quit WWE. Yeah, he's quit. Breaking news on this week's podcast. Jordan, Jordan Miles quit, quit WWE. WWE. I think they fired him. To be honest. Uh, oh, they fired him. He's stupid what he was doing. Look, look, look at the, no one cares. 
Honestly, he is... honestly, right? Did this? Did, right, okay, I'll very briefly get my point of, point across about this. When, when, when we all spoke about this, right? When we all spoke about it a while ago, the original gripes, I fully understand. It's clearly not right how it was how, how the t-shirt was portrayed. But then you just then you literally take a match, you pour some gasoline on every contact you have within, within your industry, and just set fire to all of it. You've just set fire to everything. You got attacking. What was it? Attacking uh, Jay Lethal. Uh, going, going at fucking everyone. For no reason. Just, just, just... Yeah. Mm, indeed. Um, so, that pretty much finishes off this week's podcast. Once again, thank you very much for Jack, Chris and Matt for joining me this week. Thank you as well for all of Jack's followers who've turned out on the uh, Twitch. If you want to go and check out Jack's Twitch in the future, make sure you go and find Tiger FM. Um, going if he does more streams, I think we'll do this again. Does. I quite enjoyed doing it this way. Uh, yeah, I did enjoy it. Thank you very much for your interactions. Um, if you do like what you're listening to, make sure that you uh give us five star reviews over on uh Apple Podcasts or iTunes, whatever they call it these days, they keep changing it. Um, or on Spotify, wherever you're listening, make sure you drop us any comments. What do you like, etc. Uh, any questions for us? Make sure you drop them in at our Twitter at BadBookersWP. Um, and make sure you go and use Power Slam TV. Use Bad Bookers to get a discount and stuff in it. In and it. Patreon. I remembered this week. Patreon. Hey. Make sure if you do like what you're listening to and would like to um, donate money to our cause and would like to see more stuff, um, please do that. Um, obviously, it's not expected, but if you do, we we really really appreciate it. Um, thank you very much for listening. Bye. 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 Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv.